Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey y'all, welcome back to Joan and the Savvy Podcaster, Episode 6, The Technical. My name is Sailor Billings and I created the audio sitcom The Ark of Joan. But this next 10-part series is dedicated to creating and producing audio drama podcasts like The Ark of Joan. It's mainly for independent podcast producers who don't really have a media conglomerate as their backers. The blog associated with this podcast is located at thearcofjoan.blogspot.com. That's arc like a rainbow, A-R-C, thearcofjoan.blogspot.com. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the technical aspects of creating the podcast, including the hardware, software, and sound effect elements. So all artists have their tools and their space where they create the work. And they also have their methods and their own individual processes. So when you are putting together your studio, as in your software and computer and all of the things that you're going to use to make the podcast, then you're going to want to be pretty flexible. So I come from a theater background, so I'm very used to having technical rehearsals, which is where the cast walks through the show line for line and the lighting department and the sound department build their cues. So consider this to be kind of your audio department pre-technical rehearsal. So everybody has their scripts now and their directions and how they're going to record their scenes. And before you sit down for the arduous task of editing and creating the show, make sure you've got everything you're going to need. And you kind of have to get your head straight to do that. Um, In episode two, I was talking about the background research you need to do for pre-production planning. And in episode four, I listed the BBC Writer's Room website to help with the formatting of the script. But here in episode six, I want to get more into listing the technical aspects and the tools you're going to need to put together. Uh, Our example was Betty's Day Out, the 12-part series um, that is going to be recording remotely. I can't very well put links into a podcast, but at the blog, thearcofjoan.blogspot.com, 
I put in links for some of the various hardware and software that I use. And some of those links are affiliate links. But I want you to know that is only one place where you can get your specific tools that you're going to need. Um, I haven't linked random microphone sites and reviews just for kickbacks. Just the items that I've used and have worked for me in the remote recording production. So my workstation includes my computer, my printer, an external hard drive, several thumb drives, and a couple of SD cards. Uh, some people may use the cloud for backing up their work. Sure, go ahead, do that. There's an old saying I'd like to add here, though, and that is, if you don't save in three separate places, it's not saved. Heed those words. Uh, once upon a time, I would have put in the hardware list like to have a sound mixer, but unless you are using a live recording format for your audio drama, I don't see any reason why you'd have one. I'm only mentioning it so you know that they exist. And if we were doing a live show, it would be an absolute must to have. I use over-the-ear headphones because I get the best sound editing values out of them instead of the in-ear headphones. But I do use in-ear headphones after I've mastered everything down and I just want to listen to it on the street how other people are going to be listening to it. I also have a Zoom H2 Handy Recorder. Uh, it's both a field recorder and sometimes my microphone a Shure 58 with a signal adapter. I already had the 58, of course, but I just bought the signal adapter for it. Audio Technica mic. Uh, the Zoom Handy Tool for me is invaluable because I do a lot of my own Foley work uh, for room tones, door openings and closings, footsteps, cars passing by, outdoor um, room tones, outdoor ambience, inside of a moving car, uh, washing dishes, putting the dishes away, I drop things, I shuffle paper, my phone sounds, my keyboard, I type, I record myself keyboard typing, all that. Um, I don't have to because as I'll go over later, there's a lot of sound effects downloads that you can use as well. I just really like doing it. Um, I wanted to capture the sound of a door shutting on like a 1972 rust bucket of a car. So I asked a neighbor who has a rust bucket <laughs> that he was restoring if I could record a few of the opening and closing of the door sounds. I record the sounds on an SD memory card inside the Zoom, download the effect into my editing suite, and I clean it up, and I upload those sound effects into a thumb drive and the external memory drive, and I put that in a sound effects file. So that's three separate places, and it's safe and sound. Uh, you can also use the Zoom as a microphone for yourself when you, when and if you're recording the shows, intros and outros and credits. I think doing some of my own sound effects Foley kind of helps me get my head straight for how I'm going to build the show. I also have a mic stand that holds my pop filter as well. Um, I think that's it for my hardware. Before you get into the production phase, just make sure that everything works together as it should. You know, if you have an analog to digital converter, make sure they have the same sample and bit rates and they match your audio software that you're going to be using. In order to send the audio files back and forth with the actors, you might need a file sharing app. Google Drive, Dropbox, OneDrive, iCloud. I mean, there are plenty of free zip and file sharing apps out there. 
just make sure you coordinate with your cast members on which file sharing apps that they use and try to accommodate their knowledge base. Um, if the actors have a wide technical ability range, then by all means, ask them to use whatever app you use as well. I mean, you could even set up a Gmail account that your actors also have access to so they can upload their sides and then you can download them on your end. Just be aware of any type of megabyte limits they have on app software. It might be easier just to have the actors compress their sides into an mp3 file and then when you upload it into your editing software you can reconvert it back to a WAV file. Just a real quick tip for the actors when recording, I will probably mention this again in editing episodes, uh, when they record themselves, ask them to identify themselves and their character and what scene and which pages they're recording at the beginning of their file. And in the first take, ask them to give you about five seconds of silent room tone recording. You're doing this so you can record the room tone, which will come in handy later when you're editing. So editing suites, digital audio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Audio workstations, um, audio editing software, Whatever you want to call it, they should all basically do the same thing. Recently, I've seen a lot of podcasting hosts offer editing service, which would be great if you were recording yourself reading or talking with another person and you would splice it up and add some intro music. But the editing capabilities that you need for an audio drama are greater than that. There are high-end and low-end and easy-to-use to difficult-to-use and everything in between now for audio editing software. Guess which one I use? 
Audacity. Because Audacity is a free open source software. Audacity does have some glitches. However, they are very quick to help out because it's an open sourced software. There are hundreds, maybe thousands of users who all have hacks and tips and tricks for it. When I first started looking around, they were like, oh, Audacity you know, crashes all the time. And yes, it has crashed on me, but because I back up and stay organized, it's not a problem. But I have used Adobe before and it has also crashed on me. So that's where I learned to stay organized and backing up my work all the time. I've only used Avid uh, many, many years ago to edit films, so I can't really speak to its sound software. Audacity has three different types of helping tools slash learning tools. Um, they have got a quick help guide, an online manual, and they also have a forum. There are also countless YouTube tutorials to help you level out that steep learning curve um, that you're going to have with any audio engineering program. All, um, so all podcast hosts ask for cover art when you upload your podcast. These are invariably going to be JPEG or PNG format. Uh, dimension and specs have to be on point with these things. So before you design or pay for software to design the cover art, make sure you click on the three main podcast distributors, which are Apple, Google, and Spotify, and look at the requirements. It's usually going to be a standard 1400 by 1400 pixels. And make sure your design is going to be look good in those size requirements. Other elements of the audio drama include the sound effects, music, ambiance, room tones, and there are plenty of places to find free sound effects. The Sound Effects Bible and freesound.org, among many, many more. Just type into your browser like free sound effects. Or if you've got a field recorder like a Zoom Handy, you can just make some quality effects on your own. And that can also break up the tedium of searching for just the right sound effect. For several scenes in Ark of Joan, I did the outdoor atmospherics and the footfalls when you're walking through grass uh, with the field recorder. Uh, you have to be very careful when you're downloading sound effects because there are a lot of corrupted ones out there. Um, or they may be carrying a software virus. So do be careful when you're downloading free stuff. But music for your scene changes or intro or background is just a whole other beast. You must not use copyrighted music in your podcast unless you pay for it. And if you don't know whether it is copyrighted or not, then don't use it. There are plenty of places to find free music. So there's no sense in pinching off someone else's hard work for free. One resource that I think gets overlooked a lot is the Library of Congress. Go to loc.gov and click on the audio recordings in their drop-down menu. Um, this is from their website page. This page features items from the library's digital collections that are free to use and reuse. The library believes that this content is either in the public domain, has no copyright, or has been cleared by a copyright owner for public use. Each set of content is based on a theme and is first featured on the library's homepage. But again, credit your source. 
You can also go to creativecommons.org. Like Audacity, Creative Commons is a sharing platform, and I fully support their mission. Go to their website and click on what we do, and then on the About CC licenses, and then just follow the directions under and permissions under those licenses. The main thing is that you credit the place and people where you've gotten your free download. Credit them in your closing or your opening credits. Credit them in your metadata or show notes uh, on your website, on your blog, wherever it's appropriate. They gave you their work for free. Just give them some credit. I imagine if you're a super organized person, which I am not, you could create a spreadsheet that lists files of the sound effects and or the music, uh, the source credit, where you keep it, and other organizy, filey type of information. And keep that with your editing script. That way you'd have a super fast way not to lose any information. Or you could be like me with a wall filled with yellow sticky notes and enter into the cyclical world of losing stuff and finding stuff and losing it again and finding it stuck to the bottom of your shoe. Yes, I've done that. So that's the technical hardware and software and effects that you're going to need for your show. I will go over the podcasting host in episode 9. So before you get into the editing, I hope you will heed these words. For every hour you edit, get up and stretch your legs. Walk around. Go get something to drink. Roll your head around. Shrug your shoulders. Focus your eye on a point in the distance. Personally, I find the act of sitting and focusing on these little wavy lines to be physically exhausting. So every time I get up from my workstation, I stretch out or do something. Your body thanks you. So that's it for now. Next week's episode, we'll go through the first parts of editing the podcast together. And if you haven't been told yet today, I hope you have a great rest of your day. This series was created by Billy Bat Productions using helpful resources from Audacity, freesound.org, freemusicarchive.org, and the music is from John Bartman at johnbartman.com or johnbartman.fma.org. For links to these sites in our blog, please see our show notes.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.